The following podcast is a member of the Pokecasters Network. Pokecasters Network, supporting Pokemon content creators, their shows, and the community of Pokemon fans. To find out more, check out pokecastersnetwork.com or find us on Twitter and Facebook. Hello, and welcome to Lucas Lectures, hosted by the big fish himself, veteran Lucas. Sit back, relax, and enjoy today's topic. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Lucas Lectures. It's me, Veteran Lucas. Hope you guys are having a fantastic day or night, wherever you're listening. And on today's lecture, I kind of got bored and went over some of the moves we used to have. For some of our older players, you remember the good old days of Hidden Power and Karate Chop. Look, I'll be honest, Like a lot, a lot of people got upset that they removed Hidden Power. But to me, when you have a literal Karate Pokemon and you got rid of the move known as Karate Chop... I kind of feel there's a problem there. But one of the moves I found that we did get rid of was Camouflage. And that kind of just led me down a rabbit hole because I needed to see what Pokemon actually got Camouflage before they got rid of it. And I was left a little disappointed. Camouflage, okay, for those who don't know what the move did, Camouflage lets you turn into the typing of your surrounding area. So certain areas you would turn to ground type or grass type or water type, depending on where you were, the idea that you'd blend into your surroundings. But they gave it to a lot of weird Pokemon. Like, they gave it to a bunch of Pokemon you wouldn't expect to have that kind of, like, ability. I guess they kind of gave it to any Pokemon that they thought could camouflage. And that just led me to decide, you know what? We're going to redo this. We are going to actually check which Pokemon could actually use camouflage if they brought it back. No one was actually going to use this thing competitively. But, like... There's so many animals that use camouflage that you wouldn't even know about. Like predators use it, prey use it, big animals, small animals. Great white sharks have camouflage on them. And we don't bring it up like at all. To a lot of people, camouflage is the ability to just change your colors kind of like an octopus. Although, spoiler alert, not even the octopus got to get camouflage. The squid did, but not the octopus. So dumb. So we'll talk a little bit about some of the different camouflages you can find in nature, some of the Pokemon that got it, and uh, honestly, a pretty big list of some of the Pokemon I think deserved it. So uh, a quick history when it comes to camo. Uh, Camo is not just for hunting or high fashion at your local Walmart. It is one of the most essential tools that organism has to adapt and survive. A few episodes back, we talked about intimidation and how if a Pokemon could intimidate its predator or its prey, then it would basically make your energy consumption less. But camouflage makes the option so much easier, especially if it's an active camouflage where you don't have to do much about it, just exist, and you blend in. Adapting this special feature to hide when you don't want to die or work too hard is really, really basic too. It is so basic that even viruses do it. Non-living organisms technically have figured it out. Viruses will change the way their signals are given off to antibodies, going from a hostile threat to a peaceful passerby to the body's security force. For bigger stuff, like science has found like the oldest form of camouflages they could really dictate started in the Cretaceous period with things like marine reptiles and countershading. Now, could there have been more camouflage before that? Of course there could have been. There's, again, tons of bugs. Everyone forgets like, oh, first thing on land. No, the the bugs were there and flying around first. But uh, for those who don't know, countershading is one of the most basic forms of camouflage. It's seen in dolphins, sharks, penguins, most fish. Uh, Basically, it's when you have a dark top and a light belly. And this is seen a lot in ocean animals because if you're, say, swimming and you look down and you see a shark, 
the dark part is going to blend in more to the ocean, making them harder to see. If you're below a shark and you look up, you'll see the white part of their belly, which blends into the sky. So tons of animals have this, like things that live in rivers, things that live in streams, deep ocean, coral reefs, tons of different organisms are going to have it. And they all kind of co-evolved it right around the same time because it's just such a useful strategy. When both penguins and orcas, the animals that are hunting them have the same strategy, you know it's got to be pretty effective. Uh, so many animals evolved independently, like I said, but there are a couple of other camouflages that, uh, that tends to be a little bit less known. Like, for example, whenever you see some animals with different stripes or spots, typically you see these on prey items. Uh, things like antelopes are going to have black marks on different parts of their body. We believe that these stripes and markings can actually be used to break up their silhouette in a predator's eye. Okay, think of it this way. Um, if you are looking for a cheeseburger, like you have in your mind the silhouette of a cheeseburger, you know it. Even if I took away the color, you know what it looks like. But if I were to break up that image a little bit, if I was to add like a white splotch onto it, you might not know immediately what it is. It might take you a second. But consider that second while this target is moving or while this target is holding perfectly still and you're just trying to focus and trying to find an easy target. That's what these markings can really do. Uh, zebras can even have a form of it too. If they're all moving together, you really don't know how to pick a target. This is why so many organisms will go after animals that stick out. So a lot of times we have this idea of animals going after the biggest or strongest. No, it's usually the animals that stick out. In the very first Lucas lecture, I kind of brought it up how shiny type Pokemon would be the first ones to die. Sorry. Uh, a really fun bit of camouflage I love is when it comes to mimicry. Uh, whenever you just, okay, I can't really blend into my surroundings, but I can look like something else. So it's really fun when you see the combination of ants that look like spiders and spiders that look like ants in order to try and blend in and survive or blend in and hunt. Because to be honest, if you're a spider and you're dealing with a bunch of ants, I would not want to be found out. Because if you're around the same size, they will rip you apart. Ants be scary. Now, if you're going for something a bit more like minimalist, oh, red, go red. Everything from the Nyala antelope to deep sea squirrelfish, they have a reddish body on them. And that is due to the fact that red is the first thing that disappears in the absence of light. It's one of the first colors to disappear in the light spectrum. So if they are hanging out in the dark bush or under a sea cave, it becomes much harder for them to be targeted. Uh, again, these are really basic, though. You get tons of different stuff. Um, for example, you get the like the, the mantises that'll look like orchids. You will get multiple different birds and butterflies and all kinds of things that will just blend in perfectly to like a branch and even have a similar texture. I really love the insects that make their babies look like poop or like lay their eggs and they just poop because no one wants to deal with poop, which is really weird because a lot of organisms would actually kind of want to eat poop. Yeah, whatever. Point is, there's tons of different things. Not even your babies are safe from not being camouflaged. They're always going to be some way to cover yourself up, make yourself look good. Uh, when you have, like, top-tier camouflage, though, like, I'm talking, like, next level, this is what the military is studying to try and put on their soldiers. These are the cephalopods. They are the best. Gold star for the ability to blend in. Uh, squids, cuttlefish, octopuses all have the ability to control the pigmentation in their skin and even change their texture. There are some things like the mimic octopus that are perfectly capable of, in one moment, they look like a flounder. They literally change their color and change their shape so that way they change their silhouette and they look like 
a flounder along with that plus the coloration then they can go looking like a lionfish again change that silhouette make yourself look more dangerous it's amazing just how much they can do uh mimic octopus again gold standard uh things like flounders sea snakes lionfish they can turn into all of that stuff uh squids they can blend in really well but they tend to use their camouflage more so for communicating uh they can change their pigments a little bit differently but then you have things like the firefly squid which is what Malmar and Inky are based on where they can actually break up their silhouettes with bioluminescent light. Again, so cool. I could go on and on about this without talking about Pokemon, but y'all noticed the name on this this podcast. We kind of have to do that. So here are the last Pokemon to ever receive camouflage back in Gen 7 before it was gotten rid of. We have Staryu, Kecleon, Mothim, Deerling, Sawbuck, Stunfist, Skrelp, Dragalge, and Zygarde. Now, the next ones are the ones you could learn from breeding. So, Meryl, Azumarill, Corsola, Azurel, Kecleon, Sawato Line, Joltik, Alvantula, Froakie Line, uh, Flabay Line, uh, Inkeg, nice, and Helioptile. So, there's not, like, too many Pokemon that picked up this ability, but there are a few, uh, one or two, that I don't really think deserved it as much. So, for example, Staryu. I do not believe that Staryu or Starmie deserve to have camouflage because sea stars have many ways to defend themselves. Blending into stuff is not one of the main ones. Now, are there species that can try and blend in a bit more? Of course they can. But for most sea stars, their defense is going to be their hard but flexible armor. Think about it this way. Do you want to eat a sea star? Have you ever crossed your mind to try and consume this organism? For most people, not so much. They don't need to blend in. They're just already really, really tough. The other one that really shocked me was Zygarde, you know, the Captain Planet murder snake from Norse mythology. So I don't know, like, I, I guess it's one with the earth so it can blend in with the earth. Okay, so the one that really, the one that really grinds my gears, Kecleon. This is not Pokemon's fault. This is ours for keeping this going, but chameleons do not change color to hide from predators or prey chameleons again do not change color as camouflage they are naturally usually green in color they're already going to have their camouflage they do not change color they don't it's a thing we've been doing for years decades chameleons don't do that they will change color in order to reflect their behavior, to reflect how they're feeling. If you show a male chameleon to another male chameleon, I guarantee you they're going to turn red and start getting real hissy. These animals do not use their color-changing abilities for hiding. But everyone does it. Literally everyone does it. Oh, you go to Monster Hunter? Nope, that's a chameleon elder dragon you have to fight. Oh, you're going to go watch some more sci-fi? Nope, they call it the chameleon suit. Oh, a chameleon this, chameleon that. Like, chameleons don't do that. Go Octopus if you're going to do anything like that. This isn't like a Pokemon exclusive issue. Everyone does it. Every other Pokemon that I just named on that list, yeah, they could totally do it. There are plenty of frogs and stuff out there that have camouflage, so the Froakie line's just fine. Azumarill and Meryl, they have some counter shading, so I'll let them have it. Uh, the Sawato line literally wraps themselves in leaves. Good stuff. Uh, Screlpie, Dragalgi, based on Leafy Sea Dragons, that works out pretty well. Mothim is weird. Because Motham is, like, related to the Bagworm Pokemon. And I feel like Burmy should be getting camouflage. You know, because its literal deck sentry talks about how it gathers whatever's around it to build its body out. Which is exactly what the move camouflage was supposed to do. 
it's real dumb and real weird. But now we get to go to some of the fun part. I'm going to start going on a list of Pokemon and seeing which ones actually do deserve it. Because technically speaking, like they're real, they're limitations for like who can have it and who doesn't. Pretty simple. I can do what I want. So here's some Pokemon I think deserve to have camouflage, a useless move that nobody wants on their team. Uh, it's a little bit of a longer list, but hear me out. So first off, Geodude. It looks like a rock. Rocks are everywhere in the Pokemon region. Let it get camouflaged to blend into whatever rocks are in the area. Totodile line, based on Crocs and Gators, they get really good points because they can blend in really well to their environment. They have counter shading. They're in the club. Okay, how are you going to let Deerling and Sawbucks in without letting my boy Stantler get in there? Gets in there because it's also a deer. Deer have that reddish body in order to blend in, as well as different colored markings. They blend in really well at the woods. If you've never actually gone out into like the brush of North America and tried looking for deer, a lot harder than it looks in some cases. I mean, Don probably knows how to deal with it better than I do, but still. All right, Sharpedo, 100%. It's based on a shark. He's my boy. He deserves recognition. As do Whalmer and Waylord. They get counter shading. Uh, technically, Sfeel and Salamence also kind of do, but hmm. You know, if we're going to do counter shading, we'll just leave it all day. Let's just leave it with the ones I just mentioned. Sfeel, Salamander, uh, Sharpedo, Whalmer, Waylord. They're Gen 3. They get to keep it. Oh, Luxray, 100% deserves to have camouflage. Because Luxray is a predatory animal that's hiding and skulking in the shadows. Like, it's built with special eyes to see through objects. This thing is a natural stealth killer. Why would you not give it that? Have you not seen what bobcats and lynxes can do when they're hiding in the brush? You will not see them coming. Uh, like I said, Burmy, totally should get it. Crocodile! Uh, okay, Crocodile's bright red. So, like, if you're going for the night camouflage. But Crookerock. Uh, the middle form, perfect blending in with its environment in the sand, never see it coming. Uh, Fomantis and Lurantis, uh, you know, the fake bug type that are actually grass type. They're based on camouflaging orchids. That would be really, really cool. Uh, Palosan and Sandygast, I mean, come on, they're just trying to blend in. And like I said at the beginning, Octillery, Grappalock, any Cephalopod should be getting this ability no matter what. No matter what, I don't care what other organism you think deserves to get it or not. Every single cephalopod needs to have this ability because that is what they do. That is their specialty. You want to start making enemies that blend into their surroundings? Yeah, Octillery, Graplock, Clobopus, those are the ones who deserve to have it. Are they going to use it in a fight? Of course not, but it's more than that. It's the principle. It's the principle of giving the thing the move that they need. I mean, it's not useful it's not good but it's fun and that's what i think is a kind of a bummer that when pokemon got rid of a lot of these moves they got rid of some of the character of some of them some of the the little bits and pieces now were there too many moves in pokemon probably but like a few of them deserve to stay now i'm not going to stand up here and defend hidden power i totally get why that one move alone could shatter anyone's meta at any given time it was wild great times but wild times indeed Hopefully in this new meta, we find something else terrifying to break and destroy the game. Oh, I hope it's not Incineroar. Oh, how I pray. I'm so tired of seeing that cat. Anywho, that kind of brings us to the end of this episode. It's a little bit shorter than normal. Uh, I will not be in our next episode. I have some health stuff to deal with. I'll be kind of recovering from that. But I hope you guys enjoy this episode, enjoy talking about camouflage. It's one of those things that I love because it's one of the things so many different animals share. Except for us. We don't really camouflage. We just kind of 
do whatever we want because we're human and we're awesome and we have thumbs. Anywho, uh, I'll have more DragonCon info, hopefully by the next time you guys listen from me. I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your day or night. We'll see you guys in the next episode. Give us a like in the comments and send us whatever suggestions you have. Our five-year anniversary is coming up. We're going to try and do something fun for that. Till then, peace! <laughs>